welcome to episode 6, season 3 of the Sports Burrito, your favourite sporting podcast that wraps all sports into one tasty wrap. I'm your host, Dan Chitty, and I'm here with my co-hosts. I'm Luke Rook. And I'm Matt Foster. And without any further ado, let's get into the meat of it. Sorry for any offence caused. Sit back and enjoy the episode, baby. Well, it's Hawley against the run of play. Erling Haaland at it again on the Champions League stage. He's ninth, the leading scorer in the competition. Right, lads. Well, Tuesday night's Champions League football. We're recording this on the Wednesday, so we're not going to have the the lowdown from the Liverpool games against Leipzig or the PSG Barca match, but we've got the Champions League on Tuesday night for what looked like two quite not not big time fixtures really. When you had the Sevilla Dortmund, Sevilla Dortmund was always going to be a decent game because they both just play sort of chaotic football. But um, I mean, the Juve Porto, you kind of had even though Juve were behind, you did just think <laughs> you always think it's just gonna like you see CR seven in the lineup. And even now, even though it's been a few years of not successful, there is always just the belief that he is just going to do it. He's going to do it. You can't um, write him off. You, can't, you can uh, never write off Ronaldo. But then last night, I tell you who did write him off was Porto, pretty successfully. That game. Yeah. That game. His old teammates, Pepe. Oh, you'd love to see Pepe still kicking about being a complete shithouse for 90 minutes. Masterclass from him. He was unbelievable. He was. He was unbelievable. Start to finish, 90 minutes of, well, more than 90, in fact. Of genuine quality from Pepe, but yeah, I think incredible turn. I mean, the I think uh, Porto getting that early goal did just change the entire complexion because it just sort of that that's why the I love it when it, one team has to their urgency has to just like skyrocket all of a sudden, and obviously Juve then whatever three one behind in the tie all of a sudden have to turn things round obscenely quickly. The first half Juve looked pretty lacklustre, not a lot going on, and then Chiesa just lit it up in the second half, came to life, scored. Yeah, Chiesa class. That that that, foot, that second header is just an absolute bullet. An absolute bullet. Yeah. Do you know who I'm disappointed by every time I watch him? Tell me. Alvaro Morata. Really didn't like him. He's... Well, I just think he, he creates gets in so many goal-scoring positions and just doesn't finish enough for my liking. The amount he gets should score and gets in those positions. He also gets caught offside a load, which is just frustrating. He's, um, he scored like something like four or five goals from offside position so far in the Champions League. This, this year in the Champions League season I was about to say so far but there's no more opportunities <laughs> for it but there was some game in the, in the group stage where he scored two that were offside and he had one last night that was ruled out and he just uh, you've just at some point as a coach obviously there's a bit of luck involved because it's obviously it's um, it's a very small margins thing isn't it being on, on our offside but at some point as a coach you just someone's just got to be like you're going too, too early clearly like you're offside all the time it was the same problem he had at Chelsea really where he was I think there was a game he was offside like seven or eight times I remember and it was like the end of his it was, it was the sort of the straw that broke the camel's back or whatever that expression is I'm not sure that is the expression <laughs> um, but it was the it was the sort of like the Poor turning point camel. where his, his confidence obviously got shattered and he's been slowly rebuilding it at Juve but it ha- really hasn't happened but I mean we mentioned Ronaldo at the start for what we expected was going to be a, a mammoth performance from him in the knockout champions knockout round the Champions League again to be honest he was he was he was pretty awful yesterday mm. um, he lost the ball a fair few times he had a really good chance with his head about sort of 80 odd minutes that would have put Juve through um, which he just somehow I mean it was the most Ronaldo looking header of all times uh, Cudrado who had an obscenely good game basically just ran the entire match from the right yeah. flank put, floated in yet another 
like lovely cross back stick Ronaldo started rising and you just you'd seen that you've seen that film so many times before you're just like this is planting in the back right corner in the top right corner there's yeah. nothing anyone can do about he ain't it missing. and uh but and he did he just completely fluffed it and put it about 10 yards 10 yards wide of the goal and i was like even then it gets to extra time and you're sitting there thinking he's gonna do it that's it's extra time he's gonna do it it's or, coming it's just some coming point, surely and then that free kick Oliveira hits that free kick and it's the most criminal it's the literally the most schoolboy error i think i've seen in a professional football match in quite some time the, it's pretty in, embarrassing, is what I'd say. In the wall, turns his back, jumps upwards, rolls through his legs, and then he's just sat there on his haunches afterwards. Clearly, he knew what he'd done. I can't. There's so much joy to be taken from that. Yeah. There's so much joy to be taken from Cristiano Ronaldo making a mistake like that. I don't even know why it took so much joy. Going to chuck this out there. Should Chesney have done better there? He dove the road right way. It's quite a long way out. He should be getting fingertips. He, he did get a hand to it. He got a hand to it, to be fair. But I think I think... It's tough with those ones because it's not his side. So I'm always hesitant to criticise keepers a little bit when it's not their side. But on for, I, it, it's a hard one because you see how much of his Going hand he gets the to the walls. ball. He should probably, I feel like he could have done more. But I also think there's a being that unsighted when you've got like an mm. entire wall in front of you and it goes under yeah. it rather than over it. I think you, you have even less sort of eyes on the ball as you would if it went over. So I'm willing to give him a bit of leeway. But at the same time, I do think, yeah, he, he could probably have done better. One of the most satisfying things in football is that. Going under the wall. Yeah, I just remember Carl Walker doing it for Spurs against United in like 2013. The one that springs, springs to mind is Kevin De Bruyne's. He's, mm. It's so satisfying when it curls underneath. And it happens so rarely that all four players leave the ground. Yeah, it's and so it true. Under. It was, is really satisfying. What, the nuts on that man. Yeah. To be like, big moment, need to score this, I'm going under the wall. Yeah. From that far out, it was like 30 yards as well, it was, like 25 it was yards. Absolutely miles out. And then, of course, you had the, the Adrian Rabio header that was just absolutely flew in another bullet header. Bullet. A, lot of, a lot of bullet headers in this game. Something we don't see enough of. Rippling I nets. I think, you need, I think we need more of that in the English game, personally. There's not enough bullet headers these days. We need some more Andy Carroll-esque. Yeah, get him back. Over to the other game with that big old blonde freak Harlan play. <laughs> he is such a unit. I say, he is, um, he's just a specimen. It's he's born really in a lab. He's born in a lab it, somewhere. I do believe that. It is genuinely getting to the point where I, I, I don't know what more that can be said other than like continuing to do it for the next four or five. If he does this, he scored 20, 20 goals in 14 Champions League games. He scored as many goals as it's Mbappe crazy. has in like 44 games in, 20, in 14. It's, it's absolutely well, ludicrous how many goals he scored. Before we go on to Haaland's performance, a couple of weeks back, we had the old suggestion, didn't we, of would you take Haaland or Mbappe? Current form, would you reverse your decision? uh, I don't, I mean, it's 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 a difficult one to say, really. Either way, we're going to look stupid because Mbappe's playing tonight (laughs) and we don't know what he's going to do. He might. I'm I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to change my mind. I'll have Haaland in my team. See you later, Mbappe. Give him one of them, but the old boys. Yeah. Rick's just done the cross arm celebration. I I I'm genuinely a bit baffled by that. By, I mean that goal yesterday that ended up being disallowed for for the for the a penalty Ridiculous that came finish. three minutes before, which was a, a very weird thing to disallow it for for a penalty three minutes before. It was all very odd. I did I didn't really know what was going on, quite frankly. But uh, that goal where he just steamrollers, absolutely steamrollers the kid, <laughs> and then just the lifts it in there. Yeah, and the finish is so delicate. That's the thing. It's it's like the perfect combination of like brute force and just like. Strange precision, honestly. He's he's something else. Something else, that kid. Yeah. And then there was, the, about, uh... it was about a minute of passenger play before they brought it back for the penalty, which is just like 
How far can you go with R now? Mm. When's well, the cut-off exactly. point? Exactly, it's true. It is very true. Um, and also to mention him going back at the keeper after the keeper saved the first one. Gave, gave him a bit. And then the retake gives him it straight back. I love it how he just wheels off and he's got two severe players just sprinting off head down after him and he's just giving it arms out like I am the Messiah. Just giving it the big one. It's glorious. Um, and lastly on that game, Jude Bellingham. Incredible talent. He's honestly getting better and better. Yeah. It's going to have to be next year's World Cup though. I don't see him making his way onto the plane. We've just got too many people well, in that wrong. But hey, there's still time. And Gareth... He said it before. He said it again. He picks on form. Is the, he does, does he? Does he though? We well, doesn't actually, but he fucking <laughs> says it. Otherwise, yeah, said, yeah. otherwise, Lewis Dunk last season would have had about a hundred England caps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, and moving it back to the Premier League the week before, Manchester United make <laughs> Manchester City look like a bunch of schoolboys. It was an incredible performance. Luke Shaw, starting England left back. If you have any calms with that, at Dan Chitty on Twitter and you can come at me. You can absolutely come at me and I'll come straight back at you. Luke Roberto, Luke Roberto Carlos Shaw. <laughs> I read something earlier. Luke Shaw's missed up to nearly two years of playing time with injury since his career at United. And that man is in form. Yeah. You've got to give it to him. He is. He's had a tough time since coming to United with injuries as you say but I'm glad to see him and that rumour he loves Maccas yeah. <laughs> he loves his oh, big Macs good. <laughs> good lad good on him good on him but no that was a brilliant game Gabriel Jesus making, maybe making the most brain dead footballing decision anyone's ever made in a big game like that I mean the, what is it two minutes hidden he's just he's chased all the way back he's got four defenders surrounding the man in the box and he's just stuck a leg out as if he's going to be. Mm. It was. It, What's it, he even doing that? Yeah, I, I saw. I missed the first. 40, <laughs> yeah. I missed the first forty seconds of the game, and I saw the foul happen, and I saw. I heard Tyler shout penalty or whatever, Martin Tyler, and I honestly, because I saw Jesus was like in the picture, I just assumed it'd be a penalty to City. So I was like, oh, what? I mean, Gabriel Jesus can't be giving away a pen in the first forty seconds. Can <laughs> and then I was like, oh no, no. no shit, it's oh, so And then I saw oh, no, Martial there, and I was like, how? How? I, uh, it baffled me a little bit, but <laughs> something's going on. Here. <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, someone's in the wrong place. <laughs> Something has gone wrong. I'm not sure what yet but no it was it was it was pretty interesting it was a pretty interesting start um, City just never got going did they they just never they never no. really they looked like moments where they were building up and they just that last third they just couldn't produce anything you got to give credit nothing was going their give way credit to the City but United defenders to be fair on that front United defenders had a stormer yeah Oli got tactics right at the Etihad once again I actually love the stat that Oli is the only manager to have beaten Pep more times than Pep's beaten him or something, <laughs> having played more than six games, when Solskjaer just stick the other. He's so weird. He's so weird, <laughs> he's mate. He's a weird little man. It's so funny how weird he is. I'd, I love him. He's, he, I think he actually is, because at the start there was obviously all the, the PE teacher jibes, which I may or may not have made a few of myself at various points <laughs> during this, on this podcast, quite frankly. But like, I do think that certainly in the last like three or four months, like he's... He's definitely grown into the role of being a Man United manager a bit more. I feel like he's, he seems like he's more confident in what he's doing now. Whereas before, like three quarters of his post-match interviews, he'd just start talking about 1999 and like the spirit of Fergie's. <laughs> and it just it got a bit old. Whereas now yeah, I feel like he's, like he's starting to actually stamp a, a level of authority and getting a bit more confident in his own ability, I reckon. 
Um, you could, yeah, I absolutely. guess you could only really credit it. I mean, they're not. It's not. I don't think they're going to chase down City. It's still what an eleven point gap or something, something like that. City playing again tonight against Southampton. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it gets on. But yeah, I mean, a good game. Unlike unlike watching Arsenal draw one all away at Burnley, which was which was a, a non enjoyable experience for the Arsenal fan. As it, as it, the highs and the lows. Uh, there were moments in that game where, do you know what? We actually looked all right. It was probably some of the best football we've played in a long time. But then we didn't even beat Burnley, and it, it was just. It, <laughs> I'm I'm a bit baffled by any 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 of Arteta's selection policy. I'm extremely baffled by his substitutions. Gabby Martinelli, who's been like one of Arsenal's up and coming stars for a couple of years now, has played 67 minutes since the turn of the year. Meanwhile, Willian gets brought on at 60 minutes or starts every game. And like Willian did, wasn't particularly poor this weekend. He wasn't amazing. But I just feel like there's, you know what you're getting with Willian, whereas we're basically just wasting any opportunity to develop talent. Yeah. It's just a really strange one to see. Um, I mean, we were denied a stonewall penalty. And I don't even care if someone accuses me of bias. That that is the most stonewall penalty I've seen in a long time. I don't, the handball rule needs is just <laughs> so broken. Pep, they got Pepe dinks it past the guy and he just sticks his arm out and stops it. Eric Peters, I think it was. And nah, no penalty for me. <laughs> no, no, nah, no pen. <laughs> nah, no pen. No pen. Uh, the, the, no you pen. know when Peter Walton goes, uh, to be honest, I think the refs made a mistake there. It's a penalty. And I was, I was honestly, yeah. I was sat slightly hung over on my sofa, absolutely screaming screaming at the TV all on my own. Neighbours probably having an awful time thinking there's someone having like a seizure or something next door. I don't know. But um, oh, yeah, that, it was that where the, the final whistle went and it was just strangely deflating. Again, like I said, these games are pretty meaningless and we've got a massive week this week with Olympiacos who knocked us out of the Europa League last year. We're playing them on Thursday and then we've got Spurs it's at the huge. weekend. The big one. The big one. Arsenal Spurs, another, another the, burrito. the burrito derby, which I can't say I feel very confident <laughs> about after Spurs. It's Spurs' recent upturn in form. Um, streamed live on Instagram. Streamed live on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> just, be me and Matt just beating each other up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, Spurs carrying a fair bit of momentum into into that game. Harry yeah. Kane, fucking hell. He goes, well, <laughs> scores goals, didn't score a worldie for a bit, and then he just goes Wanded. and does that. The, that, the finish is so it's such a weird angle to watch because you very rarely strikers ever kick it across goal that way. Yeah. Like it's reverse, almost reverse the way that the ball should be going. Yeah. And my God, did he hit it? He hit it hard. I any it's one of those I'm, ones you see, and the second it left his foot, you can see the angle of it. And you're like, that's that's going in. It's side <laughs> netting. It's side netting, and it's yeah. disgusting. It's, it's disgusting. And a, yeah, it's really good to a, be fair. A ball past it because he gets it past kind of fast to him. Anyone, anyone that's not a professional footballer or even Harry Kane, <laughs> that is going so far over the bar, that will go into orbit. Oh, Harry Kane somehow keeps there. it down, hits it with that much pace. Ridiculous. Best finish in the world. <laughs> Best finish in the world. Rook, Rook, would you rather have Kane or Haaland? Kane. Yeah, Don't enough. be silly. Fair enough. Don't be silly. <laughs> um, one thing I was going to mention, is it... How do you reckon Son feels on the sideline right now? <laughs> just out on the left, just sort of waiting and just looking at Kane and Bale, just bonding so yeah. well. Giving yeah. high fives, assisting each other, and Son's just like, that used to be me. It used to be me. Son and Stevie Bergwijn are probably plotting something behind the scenes. Trying to, trying to like, yeah. a, a coup, an internal coup, get Kane out of the club. We Got were, their own we handshakes and celebrations, oh, private yeah. celebrations. Sure there's, there's, not, there's honestly not much I hate more than the, the Son and Deli Ali handshakes. It's the, one of the most. Yeah. I think I prefer them to the Welsh Mafia thing. I don't like that. Yeah, no. That, I, don't I really don't like that. What's the Welsh Mafia thing? Really don't like that. 
Well, they well, um, what was Davis. it? Bale does a W and Ben Davis does an M. Oh. Welsh Mafia, and it's just like with their hands. It's like stop it, mate. You're a grown man. <laughs> yeah. Grow up for God's sake. Bale's, 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 Bale's in his mid thirties. He definitely he definitely shouldn't be messing yeah. around with hand symbols anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway. I won't get too excited because at the end of the day, it was Crystal Palace. They've been on a shit form. <laughs> Easy win. It's a good point. It's a good point well made. The yep. money is made against player teams. Top six. Teams like Arsenal. Let's see if he's got it. When you say top six, teams like Arsenal, Arsenal are 11th at the moment or something. No, then that's outside of the top six. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Top six Arsenal. Arsenal. Or Arsenal. Yeah. Don't you, don't you, don't you, top don't, yeah, don't you praise your team statement. like that, mate. There's no chance you got any of that. Oh, I'm so depressed um, about how bad Arsenal are going to be for the next 10 years. I do think that we should mention the team that I touted to be relegated, closing in on top four. Don't want to speak about them, so I'm just going to say West Ham. Yeah. And let you lads have a chat about it. Uh, if we're talking West Ham, I want to bring up the Mark Noble news, because that's actually pretty big. Mark Noble's leaving yeah, West Ham is. at the end of next season. He's He's been a bit of a... I don't, I don't want to say a weak spot because that seems harsh, but every week he's played, they've not won. And every week he hasn't played, they've won. So, I mean, you can make your own, you can make your own influences. <laughs> no um, judgments. Uh, but I, it's, it's, I mean, the guy's been like the, the most one-club hero man you could possibly be at that place. He's stuck there through thick and thin, relegations, got them back up again, played his heart yeah. out all the time, proper proper East Ender, knows what he's doing. Um, Mr. West Ham. Yeah, Mr. West Ham, that's all you can say. Like, I mean, it, it's great. I'm really hoping that, I mean, Fingers crossed, fans will be back in stadiums next season, so he'll get to have a proper send off. Because if there's anyone, if there's anyone that deserves a proper send off from their club, it is Mark Noble. Um, Absolutely, a, a rare breed in, in modern football. So good to see. Question: yeah, Tell me. Me and Dan spoke about this the other day. I'm gonna propose to you, Matt, as well. Is Mark Noble one of those hard done players in English history to never see receive an England cap? He's absolutely one of the most hard done by to not receive an England cap. But I don't think he was ever going to be. He, he should. There's at no point should he have ever been like an England mainstay. However, the, no, li- the, list, the, list, the list of names of people that have got caps, given that he has Nathan Chalaber. Yeah, Nathan. That exactly. Nathan that's, fucking Huddersfield. Exactly. Was, I was about to go. <laughs> Nathan Chalaber was where I was about to go. No disrespect to Nathan Chalaber, but what? How on earth he ever managed? No, to I'll go. I'll disrespect him. Yeah, give Mark Noble your cap. I think. I think <laughs> just <laughs> give it to him. First class mail. Go on, hand it over. He I, deserves it, not you. Email it to him. <laughs> I think I think Noble just had a tough time though because he was obviously uh, uh, the manager's most likely to give him a go. What you'd say, probably McLaren, Capello, and then yeah, I suppose he never really got like a decent runner, did he? Roy Hodgson and all of those managers, they just never seemed to take to him at all. He was always like a there was always like a, 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 a the comparison I want to go with is like he was sort of an old toy that your kids already seen and had for a while and is a bit bored of. And sometimes I was like mm. a fancy new toy that was actually nowhere near as fun as the Mark Noble toy. But he'd come along and he'd be like, oh, I want to I have a little play with him and then yeah. race him around for a bit. Chuck him I think it was side. three or four seasons ago, he was actually on incredible form in the Premier League. Racked up some goals, racked up some assists, was dominating. I had an argument on Twitter with a fan about it saying that he should <laughs> and he does deserve to have an England cap. But hey, it never came. Might be his biggest regret. But hey. There's only, you can only control what you can control. Exactly. Thank you, Mark Noble. Last thing on the footy and West Ham is the Declan Rice interview 
after their game this week where Jesse Lingard missed the penalty and then tapped it in. <laughs> it was absolutely... Like Declan Rice is glorious, can I just say. He like, is funny, he's, man. He's, he's got, I actually can't like he's, him. He, that's the thing. He's just... He, I mean, he's he might come across... You might think, oh, it's a bit of an actor. I don't think it's an actor at all. I think the guy just breeds, breeds happiness. He honestly... <laughs> he you just see Carragher cracking up in the studio. He's like, the, the gap has been all over me. He's, been, he's just battered me in the changing room for not taking the pen. <laughs> and I'm just there like, that is so good. And he's like... And then he was like, someone asked, like, it was Dave Jones or so, like, who's going to take the next? I was like, oh, definitely me. Definitely me. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah, that. It is really glorious. Just so uh, honest. Just any, unbelievable. Any chance you get, yeah. again, like it's, it's lifting the curtain on an actual character in a professional sports team. Something that we've many They're times voiced our, voiced, our, voiced our happiness over happening. Yeah. So good on him. Good on him. Good exactly. On him. What a man. Oh, dear. Just when you think you've seen it all with Rishabh Pandi tells you, hang on, there's much more to me. England versus India, one day international series, who's winning? Go, one word. England. Three lines, on our shirt. <laughs> Matt? India. India. I, I'm not feeling good about England cricket right now. I don't know. You there's, boys aren't patriotic, there's, there's that's a, why. There, there's a bit you of like a... India more than England. <laughs> <laughs> there's, I just think there's like a swirling of discontent at the moment around England cricket. Because there's all this stuff at the moment about the rotation policy. You've got Michael Vaughan sounding off on anyone that will listen to him. Who I'm not gonna lie, I hope we're never getting Michael Vaughan on the podcast. He, he could even offer to come on the podcast, and I'll turn him down at this point. And we, and we, <laughs> <laughs> and Christ, do we need him? But I, I just, he's just he's on. He's reached the point. I just think he, he could start an argument in an empty room, couldn't he? He's not. He's just a. He's just an, he's yeah. a frustrating character. Um, I bet that I do understand Absolutely. like the qualms about the selection policy to an extent though that he that he makes he just makes them in a not particularly effective way that that we just no one seems very happy Chris Silverwood obviously that that tour of India of, of the South Asia have started so well with the Sri Lanka tests and winning that first test in Chennai and then fell apart pretty dramatically um we haven't I don't even know yeah. I don't even know who's going to end up playing in this first game we end up playing weird teams there's all sorts of Alex Hales rumors coming around again and I Christ I'd love to see him in the side oh, I'd love um, to see him in that kit again um, get him in but yeah I'm, I just I just I mean in Indian conditions we are the best I still think we're the best one day side in the world when we put out our best 11 I'm just not convinced we're going to put out our best 11 in any of these games no. so I don't know what's your take either way either way I think it's going to be a fucking good series to watch I mean that's I mean just watching the high the, just... the warm up today yeah. on Twitter Owen Morgan just seeing it unbelievable I don't know how their wrists are as strong as they are it's incredible. I mean, some of the clean hitting, if you haven't seen it, go on England's Twitter account and just watch these boys hit the ball so cleanly in training. It's in, it's unbelievable. Just see it like a beach ball. Honestly, see it like a beach ball coming yeah. down. Send it. It is unbelievable. Um, right then. One last thing I want to address on ter- in terms of the general matter, away from the cricket now. The All-Star NBA game. Matt, I'm just going to make a statement and I just want to hear what you think afterwards. Brilliant to watch the NBA All-Star game which took place on what night was it? Sunday. Sunday. Sunday night. Brilliant to watch. All the best players getting amongst it. Um, My only issue with it is it's just a bit of an exhibition now. I mean, maybe it's meant to be. There's There's no competitiveness I don't feel like they defend properly. They I'm trying to think of a comparison, but it's literally like playing football, but... It's like soccer, No slide tackling's allowed. I don't know. Soccer. It's just, yeah. <laughs> soccer. And it just frustrates Rob, me a Robbie little bit. Williams go for a slam dunk. 
Boris Johnson taking someone out with his head. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in terms of entertainment level, brilliant. But I want to see the best players go at it, genuinely competing against each other. I mean, it's it's a difficult balance to strike because usually what happens is the problem this year was that the team LeBron was so much better assembled than Team Durant, mainly because Team Durant didn't have Kevin Durant because he's injured. <laughs> um, the, it, the, the teams were just actually quite uneven. Like the starting five of Steph, Yanis, Nikola Jokic, LeBron. And Luka Doncic is that you're not you're not you're not beating that in a game of basketball. No. That's like, and the game it just it, it wasn't particularly even, and it basically meant that by even so that they had they have this say, the rule they introduced last year. It's like the Kobe Bryant rule where you you add twenty four points onto the the winning team score at the end of the third quarter, and that's like the score you've got to get to to win. But but this year they were just they were already like I don't know twenty five points clear going into that fourth quarter. So yeah. it basically just meant that the game was over. And because and, usually what happens is the first three quarters, like you say, they are a bit of an exhibition. But you've got to take into account that if a big player gets injured in that game, like that's just the stupidest thing of all time. Yeah, and yeah. particularly this year, most of the players, like it was pretty well well spoken that not half the players didn't even want to be there because uh, yeah. they, just, they, they thought it was, they had been told they weren't going to have to play an All-Star game. And then the NBA realised they needed the TV money from the, the All-Star game. We're like, okay, we're going to have to play this. Um um, but no, I mean, this, so this year, I mean, it was particularly bad this year because the game wasn't close at all. That said, we got to see Steph Curry and Dame Lillard just basically chuck up threes from wherever Jesus. they wanted on the court. Drop them in from that anywhere. Was, it's mental. LeBron called Steph Curry the best three-pointer in history. He definitely, I mean, there's, I don't think right. that, there's no debate. I don't really think there's much. I mean, he's, he's about 253s behind Ray Allen for all-time three-pointers made in NBA history. And he's done it in about 1,200 fewer games or something stupid like that. Um, but it's, <laughs> yeah. to be fair, that half of that's on like the historical like waiting that everyone nowadays, Steph shoots like, I don't know, 12 threes a game and Ray Allen would have been taking six. So it's a bit different. Um, but even then, I don't think there's much much question about him being the best shooter of all time, as de- as demonstrated in the three point contest, which I don't know if you caught. He, uh, yeah. he, put, he I mean, he, so you get a point per ball, and then you get a money uh, double points ball on each rack, and there are six racks around the thing, and uh, and one rack is all double point balls. And Steph got thirty one in the first round, which is like the third highest score ever or something, and then followed it up with a twenty nine <laughs> twenty nine in the second round, beating Mike Conley, who hit twenty seven, which will win pretty comfortably most years at twenty seven. And Steph, on the very final ball of his on the, of the final run, just drained it, left his arm up, held the pose, and he's just there like, he knows what he's doing. This lad knows what's happening. He's mad. He just, he just, he I, I can't, I can't get enough of Steph Curry. He, he, because like I said, there was a bit of sort of ill, ill feeling about the entire All Star game, but he just turned up smiling, happy, ran about the place, got himself going, took the piss a little bit, but it just got the mood up. But I feel like he, he brightened the whole yeah, thing up for me. True. So uh, it was a good watch. I do understand the qualms about it being pretty uncompetitive as as a, as a professional sports game goes, but there there are reasons. Still for entertaining. It. Exactly. Right then. On to the games. Would you rather do this thing or that thing? Right, lads. Or would you rather, based on current affairs, the big topic here in the world go. at the moment? Oh, here we go. The question is. In a fight to the death, <laughs> who would you rather be paired up with? Kate and William or oh, Megan Christ. and Harry? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it is topical, yeah. Well, who's the third person on the other team? Who, 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 is it like Chitty? Is that who it is? Is it nah, like Pick One and Chitty on the other oh, side? Who do we chuck in there? We'll ch- do you know what? Keep it on point. We'll chuck Piers Morgan in there. Oh, so okay. he's the third on the he's other the team one. to you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and like we all that. know we'd have him. You'd have him. You'd have him. He's a dad. Yeah, he's I mean, 
Right, I'll, I'll throw it out. I'll throw, I'll, I'll throw it out to the floor. Yeah. Initial thoughts. I'm, I, I want to be on Harry's team. Ex-army. Yeah. Built probably a lot better than, uh, than William. Bit more youth on his side. And I reckon he's just got a bit more to fight for. I reckon he's got a bit more heart in terms of his fighting ability. I reckon he wouldn't he would not back down. Heart of the king. I think I think the ex army point is the crucial thing here. Like he actually went on like a tour of Afghanistan and did the full blown like training. So I reckon he's genuinely a unit, like an like a professional unit. Yeah. Whereas if you look at William, I've seen William. He, he gives me big nerd vibes. Massive yeah, nerd vibes coming I'm off. I'm gonna chuck him. it out there. He is his big brother. We've yeah, all been that's there. True. You never, you, you very rarely ever beat up your big brother. I'm just gonna <laughs> chuck it out there. That's exactly. that true. More pride. There's a lot on the line There's between those two. But the dynamic I quite like to look at: Megan versus Kate. Personally, I actually would also go maybe for Megan. So I think Kate's got. No, I think Kate's more agile. Got I think should be should be good on the ground game. You know, a bit of wrestling, <laughs> go for the ankles. A bit of ground and pound. <laughs> I think I think I think I'm the opposite. I think on that front, if I'm looking, obviously Will and Harry, I'm picking Harry. But if you look at Kate and Megan, I think I'm going. I just think Kate weirdly. I reckon she's got a feisty side that no one's seen. I reckon, I reckon she's she's obviously she's so she like in scratch. That's the thing. I reckon she, no she's got the, the claws are out. I, reckon, I also just think she probably. I don't. I don't know why. I've just got this image in my head of her having some like, sort of like, understated jujitsu knowledge, and she's just randomly <laughs> flipping people. She's just flipping. Megan's coming at her, going for like a standard like scrap or whatever, and all of a sudden she's being judo flipped like reverse Nelson or something. Kate Middleton's just there being like, I did judo at school. For, I don't know why she's on judo at school. It's a complete assumption I'm making, but I reckon. I reckon there's something in it. I just think she's going to be, she's going to cause some problems. Meanwhile, I'm going to be tearing Piers Morgan to the ground, regardless of which side I'm on. It'd literally That's be like punching a fish. <laughs> <laughs> be, get, get out of here. Punch a fish in the face. Out you go. But, also, as going back to the point that we also played on quite a, quite a bit in the last few episodes, he's got, he might have a bit of that dead strength that we always talk yeah, about. Yeah, it's true. He might have a bit of that. In my head as well, not only do dads have strength, I feel like they can just take more of a punch. Especially because I imagine a lot of people have had a swing at Piers. <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy Clarkson, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Jeremy Clarkson a pop. That's yeah, a good point. I just think he'd take the blow as well, but I just don't think he's offering anything on the scrap front. Like I just think as much as he might be able to survive, he'll wear you down a bit. But beyond he'd that, he's head. not He'd get in your head. He'd get really in your head. He'd just be saying something hot, like vaguely offensive, and I'd be teeing off on him from a political standpoint or something. So I'd, I'd probably be distracted. <laughs> if anything, he'd be a good distraction technique at this stage. Megan would just roundhouse him. Just roundhouse him. Yeah. Temple. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> I've just got. I again, oh. I've now got an image of Kate doing a judo flip and Megan <laughs> roundhousing people, and I'm just not sure it's something you're supposed to think about royal people. I'm not sure if I'm doing my country a disservice. Oh, that's good. Or something I think it's like Back to the, yeah, Kate and Megan. I do back Megan in a bit of a scrap. I, I, I don't know why. I think she's smaller. I think she's a bit more agile. Yeah. I Again, but she's I, not I, got I the think... experience. She's not got the experience, I don't think. Not the fighting I'm not sure what experience Kate has either. <laughs> Kate, Kate has yeah, yeah, like made Kate up. What, from, what, from her judo classes? From her judo, from her judo <laughs> classes. You made that up. From her hypothetical oh. judo classes. You've back her there. I'm going to Google no, Kate Middleton I, I think Judah. Megan could... She'd be less vicious, but she would take a hit better than Kate would. I can imagine Kate going down pretty easy. Um, I think William's knocking out Harry. I honestly do. I have a weird thing that I reckon. 
He's a real nasty bastard. I reckon you just clock him. Just have him. The thing is, there's the put him in a box. Take the, the big. Yeah. As much as there's the big brother thing that you were talking about, I also think that now, now they probably haven't fought since they were like 14 years old, and now Harry is just sort of a sort of slightly superior physical specimen. I reckon he'd take some surprising pleasure from taking that right hand at him, from just swinging. I reckon there's there's some, there's a bit of there'll, there'll be that he'll he'll be thinking about a childhood wrestle from when they were 14 years old, and he's yeah. really settling into that in, as he goes for it. Also, just to say, I've just googled Kate Middleton judo. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't reckon many other people have judo. And uh, she actually did a judo class in 2012. Uh, oh. Well, just before, maybe just after she'd married William. But although apparently it was the first time she'd ever done a judo class. However, to quote the article, she took to the game effortlessly, beginning with a sort of lunging double hand slice manoeuvre. And with her eyes <laughs> fixed on one particular competitor, could the elegant woman we know and love be about to give way to a, vig- a vicious vigilante? <laughs> so, so there you go. There's something in it. I'm not lying. All right. Fair point. That is a fair point. Right, can I press you for some answers? Lock um, in those answers. Yeah, I'd like to be with uh, Harry and Meghan against Piers, Kate and William. Matthew? Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same. I'm going to have to go for the same. The army experience is just the, it's the, tipping, it's the tipping point, isn't it? I think it's the hat trick. I'm knocking out that fish to start with and then I'll <laughs> deal with the others later. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, we're coming to the end of the episode, and we all know what that means. We all know what that means. It is the Why who are you round. Why wash? Why wash? Currently, the scores stand at three nil to Matthew. I'm getting nil. It is a torrid, torrid. Even I don't know what the words are. I don't know. We have to edit that bit out. <laughs> I don't know where torrid I was going. Torrid time there. to be me. This <laughs> torrid week, lads. Your clue is that this sports star was banned for a year due to drug, uh, anti-doping, is that right? Yeah. Doping scandal, over a doping scandal. Okay. Is it, can I guess first? Yeah. Is it Rio Ferdinand? No. Straight out the gate. I just thought I'd go straight out the gate with a guess. Is it a male? Yes. Uh, is he English? No. Ooh, okay. Is he South African? Nope. Uh, is he American? Yes. Okay, I think I know where I'm. I think I know where I'm going with this. Is it Tyson Gay? Surely not. How have you done that? The shit. That is a huge take. It's a huge take. And like a coiled viper, he strikes. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I wasn't I wasn't aiming that well. I thought it was going to be John Jones or like Brock Lesnar or something. I was going Mate, to be that's incredible So to be fair, oh, that's you, a great pick. You two I was do adamant, not know the relief. I was adamant that neither of you would get it that quickly. <laughs> I was like, these two Muppets will mull this one over for a bit. Do you know, when you said anti-doping, I thought about the... Um, who was that British fella, Sprinter? Chambers. Oh, Dwayne Chambers. Chambers. Yeah, I was thinking Dwayne Cha- Chambers, so I was already on athletics in my head. Then you went through that. And then American, I went. Tyson Gay. That yeah. is incredible. Matt, I expected a lot better from you there. 
You got <laughs> no, no I, didn't even, I, didn't, I didn't have a shot at that. That's fair. Right. No, I've got I've got no qualms. I'm no, sad that the white well, stream's over. Do you know what? It was the arrogance for going for Rio Fernandes' first question. <sighs> yeah, to be fair, it is that is that has come back to bite me there. But I'm not I'm not sad. Look, three one. I'm not the Golden State Warriors in 2016. No, I will not relinquish a three one lead. This the comeback of all comebacks. <laughs> is this the Istanbul of the burrito? <laughs> Won't happen. Will never happen. You won't see it here, mate. You won't see it here. Three one. Well, there you have it. Right. Well, that's the end of yet another glorious episode of the Sports Burrito. In my personal opinion, I can't promise you'll think it's glorious. Um, that's what six episodes in the gate. We've got some really good guests looking like they're on the cards for the next few weeks. So I really would keep your eyes peeled for that Thursday drop. It's going to be an absolute treat for you coming up soon. I promise you that. Uh, the socials are flying at the moment. The fantasy league. It's just going worse and worse for the three of us. So let's just talk about that as yeah. little as is physically possible. Um, well, I did have Harry Kane captain this week. So there's something. I've given up. <laughs> there's something. <laughs> if Luke finishes bottom, then we're going to have to come up with some kind of forfeit, like a tattoo or something. I'm not sure, but either way. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, like, get on our socials, the Instagram. There's been lots of good content going up there recently. Our website, like we've said, there's been a lot of good articles flying up. We've had some that UFC previews and stuff about the cricket. And we've got a Euro 2020 preview coming up for you in the very near future. So again, keep your eyes peeled. Keep your and yeah, just one last generally thing. just Hugo Reed topping the Strava competition. He's in line to win that Ian Botham hat, but hey, doesn't mean the rest of you can give up. It's Lace a marathon. Up. I, I would like to say, I would like to say that some of the distances you lot have covered on that on that Strava He's in the Strava competition are genuinely genuinely astounding. I ran four k and nearly nearly threw my lungs out of my body. <laughs> and I've just seen Hugo, Hugo Reed's done 61k in a week that's just given me sort of like heart palpitations looking at the figure alone so fair enough the, the person in second place whose name I've forgotten is is at 57k so you're all you're all doing a, a, an obscenely good job of that so you keep it going and we'll be delighted to hand out that cap once we get to the end of March we will be keep, keep up the it. running keep up the running keep up the as running. well as uh, keeping up the running oh, what's our saying about the burrito that we said keep eating those burritos keep eating those, keep eating those burritos do that as well great nutritionally after a run burritos there's nothing nothing better after bit of black bean bit of beef bit of, yeah. bit of carnitas carbs you, know, you, you never know what you're going to get in there's there's some carbs there. that's your rice. full recovery and whack this while you run <laughs> you've got a mental burrito right. and a physical burrito <laughs> Look, we're going to have to go now before we say anything terrible. So, look, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Sign off.